Hi there, this is Emily Williams, Disability Advisor for the Diocese of Leicester, and you're listening to the Disability in the Church podcast, a place where I chat to different guests all about disability inclusion within the Christian church. I hope this will be a place where we can learn together, make mistakes together, and spark new ideas together. This episode was recorded remotely during the UK lockdown, therefore the sound quality might not be as good as normal, but the content is still fab. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to chat to Bernice today. You guys won't know this is actually our second attempt at recording. (laughs) Um, Internet problems in lockdown life ruined our first attempt. Um, So hopefully this one goes nice and smoothly. Um, It's now almost been a year since Bernice and I first met, which feels crazy. Um, I was listening to Bernice present all about her findings um, and all of her research about how um, adults with additional needs socialize um, with adults without additional needs and the benefits for both of those groups um, and oh I just fell in love with everything that WAVE and the research was about um, so I'm excited to share that today uh, we're on zoom you might have to bear with us in terms of sound quality but um, we're going to give it a go <laughs> everybody's um, used to this now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly we're all in the same boat <laughs> uh Benice, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners yeah so i'm Benice. um i live in muswell hill in north london i i talk about myself as a working mum <laughs> um but actually my kids aren't kids anymore they're about to be 30 26 and 20. um but, uh, and we have the eldest and the youngest still living with us at home. Uh, and I live with my husband here. Um, I'm a market researcher by profession, but um, my paid work has taken a back seat over the past uh, one to two years um, since the stuff that I've been doing with wages increased. So yeah, whether I'm still a working mum or not, I'm not sure, but yeah, that's how I see myself. I think that sounds like a working mum to me. <laughs> um, so WAVE stands for We're All Valued Equally. Um, we'll, we'll chat about WAVE and what it's all about in a minute, but um, where did it start? How did it start? How long has it been running? Yeah. So, um, do you know, it's really interesting <laughs> to think about when did it start? Because I think that God started preparing me to do something probably about 15 years ago um and it took because i i clearly don't listen very well it took several years before i actually responded to what i felt um was was being prompted or encouraged at that time and it started because i realized that we couldn't be alone as a family in wanting to see our daughter with learning disabilities who was in her teens at the time she just left school and when you leave school um, with a learning disability uh, our local MP described it as basically coming to a cliff edge and falling off the cliff edge because there is so um, little inclusive provision post school and and so, yeah, need prompted us to want to try and do something to help other families who might also be struggling with the desire to be included in community and church life. Um, so that, yeah, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. 
So it started from a place of personal frustration and need, I guess. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, you started it for your daughter, knowing that you you guys won't be the only ones in that boat. Um, yeah. and, it, and it snowballed from there. Yes. Yeah. So, well, we, you know, I spoke to other um, parents at our church. There were a handful of us, maybe, who had um, children of varying ages with varying degrees of learning disability. And I, I just said, you know, we need to think about how we can be sharing the love and acceptance that we have found through knowing how much Jesus loves and cares for our children with other families who may not know. That was the kernel of where we started, but we didn't know what we wanted to do. Um, I, I remember one day sort of being in the kitchen and just feeling a very strong prompting to phone um, one of the other mothers in our church, Celia, and I didn't know her particularly well at the time, you know, we'd seen each other at uh, the women's group and I knew she had a daughter with learning disabilities, I didn't know why, but I just thought I'll phone her and see whether she thinks this idea of doing something with other families, it makes sense. Um, and when I phoned her, she, A, she listened, <laughs> Uh, and 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 then she said, I totally agree, because she, unbeknownst to me, she had had a dream a couple of nights previously where she had very much felt um, that Jesus was saying to her that she needed to look at her situation as a mother with a child with learning disabilities from a different perspective. She had to change her view, and rather than seeing it as this shallow um, a fruitless place. Um, she saw herself fishing in this really shallow grey pool of water and nothing coming out. She had to step over to the other side and when she did that in the dream she just saw all these amazing difficult coloured fishes coming out of this pool of water. Um, and so yes we were we were both sort of oh my goodness <laughs> maybe this is affirmation but we should really be yeah, kind of like amazing and scary in equal measure. <laughs> exactly. It's like we really have got to listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. So Wave has um my understanding is there's challenge challenge groups, Wave Church and Wave Cafe. Is that is that right? That's right, yes. What what do each of those do in their own right? Yeah, so um the challenge group was the first group that was started and that was started by Celia because she knew immediately what it was that she should be doing because her daughter had undiagnosed special needs when um, she was born. Celia found that very isolating and, and lonely because there were no support groups that she could go to. She couldn't go to the Down Syndrome Association or to um, groups that were specifically developed around the diagnosis. And so she knew that she wanted to start a group for mothers with babies with additional needs, uh, any additional needs, uh, not just mothers, parents, carers. Um, and she started that in a way that was designed to celebrate and value those children. Um, and uh, it's, I wish it would have been around when my daughter was born because it's a wonderful, beautiful place. Um, and uh, they have tea and cake and lovely toys 
but that's not what it's about. The main thing is that it's a place where you can go and whatever mood you are in that day, whatever you are struggling with, you know that there will be others there who have been there, who can listen and who can talk with you about how things are going. And they have massage and the local florist donates a bouquet of flowers each week, which is given to a different carer that they can take away and look at or leak as a sense of you are doing a great job and we really value and appreciate you. Oh, so, that's amazing. That, tell you what, that group must be invaluable to so many. Yeah. I speak to so many parents and I mean, I, they'd snap your hand off at the chance to attend <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, so many have said it's, it's a lifeline. And I mean, Celia talks about this better than I do, but she, you know, she talks about <clears throat> having uh, mothers come for the first time, maybe four or five months after their baby's been born. And it's the first time they've had the confidence to go out because it's such a shell shock to, to have a child with additional needs if we're not expecting it. And there's a period of adjustment um, and it's a really safe and supportive place in which you can make that adjustment to accepting that you know, this, is, this is where we are now and, and yeah. this is our beautiful child. And, and with all those other parents that have had all those feelings that you're trying to understand that you're probably feeling a bit guilty about some of yeah, them yeah, and yeah. confused about suddenly yeah. oh I'm not the only parent that feels this like exactly yeah. exactly um, and your child is accepted you know when you go I mean you know I went to um, NCT groups etc and but you know by nature there is always a sense of oh how's your child doing are they sitting up yet are they you know they crawl and, and you're sat there with your child thinking I don't know whether they will ever sit up or whether if they will ever crawl and it's a really hard place to be as a mother so to have all of that pressure removed and to go somewhere where whatever your you know the tiny tiny steps that your child makes in terms of progress are celebrated and recognized so yeah it's a great place so that's the challenge route um, it took us several months more to decide to set up <clears throat> that we to know that we wanted to set up Wave Church. And Wave Church, at the time we started it as a way for um, young people who had been at youth work with a learning disability and found it difficult to sort of get very much out of mainstream services as a place for them to come and continue to grow in their faith. Um, we started with three uh, young people with learning disabilities um, and we were thinking, oh, there'll be others coming. It took months before the first new person came um, and that first new person was in their 50s. So we thought, hmm, okay, maybe this isn't just supposed to be for young adults with learning disabilities. And in fact, um, we have, yeah, the age range now is very wide and it's a place where people with and without learning disabilities worship together. We do this in a way that makes it easy for everybody to contribute and hopefully take something away. We do what we can to simplify the message of good news and we rely on the Holy Spirit to do the rest um, because we're not experts as to how to translate and convey what God wants uh, people who are unable to read or people who um, we would look at and think we're not sure whether we're getting through here we just we are we have to trust 
and rely that the Holy Spirit is doing something with what we try to do. And and you know what? Like you're a group of dedicated, loving people that you you may claim are not experts, but <laughs> you certainly you have plenty of lived experience yeah. and training. And, and you know what, like you're trying your best. Exactly. I, I kind of, I often feel a bit of imposter syndrome in this job um, because, you know, yes, I've got training, a degree, a bit like some experience, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I feel quite often well out of my depth, but I just remind myself, actually my heart's in the right place and I'm trying and I'm, I'm more than happy to learn. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's so important. I try and get that message across to churches. Yeah. Just try. You'll try. fail. Yeah. You'll get something wrong. Something yeah. won't work. And that's fine. You then, you adapt, you learn and you move yeah. from there. Yeah. It's being willing. It, it is. It's almost like that stepping out of the boat and being, knowing you might sink, but you never know. You know, it, well, you just have to do it you have to try yeah, um, totally. because otherwise we're just sat there thinking oh wouldn't it be nice if or or we can't possibly or hopefully somebody more experienced than me will but no you know sometimes it, it has to be just try just yeah. give it a go and and efforts even failed efforts will be appreciated and make people feel more welcome because yeah. you've tried you've acknowledged and you've tried um yeah. Yeah. And I think the other, the other thing is to be aware that we do not have to be the experts. You know, um, if we approach this with a spirit of we're working on this together, okay? So you as a person with learning disability, you as a person without learning disabilities, just be together and you will learn from each other. Um, and there is a sense that the God in you will be speaking to the God in me, even if we cannot apparently communicate in, in the usual way. There will be some connection made there, and at the end of the day, it's that connection that we're looking uh, that we're always looking for. Yeah, amen, amen. Um, talk to me about Wave Cafe. I'm aware that that's sort of grown quite a bit, and is its own is it its own thing now? It's a, it's a charity in its own right, yes. So Wave Cafe um, came out after we'd been running Wave Church for a while and we could see the benefits that people with and without learning disabilities were experiencing from doing things, doing worship together. We thought, oh, well, actually, you know, there's a lot more people out there who don't go to church who could also benefit from doing things with and not for each other. And so um, uh, I started running Wave Club, which was for young adults with and without learning disabilities to basically get together and have fun together and get to know each other. And we'd been running that for about five years. And uh, a lot of the um, young people without learning disabilities inevitably were moving on to university, getting married. At, um, and, and I thought, oh, our lovely little group is going to disintegrate because we don't have new people coming without learning disabilities to replace the ones who have left. Um, and we did a, a pop-up cafe event uh, one summer, I remember, because we, we always just said to the group, what do you want to do? You know, what, what are your interests? What are your passions? And loads of people said, I'd really love to work in a cafe. So we thought, well, let's try doing a pop-up. Um, and we did this pop-up. And and basically, there was this sense of actually the rest of the community seemed to get something out of this as well. So why don't we try to do something that involves and draws in the rest of the community? Um, and that's how Wave Cafe was started. We started doing pop-ups 
um, and now Wave Cafe prior to lockdown um, was meeting uh, both evenings and uh, um, one day a week in, in a local church um, that had a wonderful new refurbished space that was absolutely perfect um, for running arts and activities and sharing cake and lovely food. Um, uh, since lockdown we've all gone online obviously um, but it's it was one of the highlights for me in my journey with WAVE. It was the first online WAVE church that we did by Zoom and again it was like we don't know how to do this you know we're gonna go um but it was so there was the relief on everybody's face of thinking actually we can still be together even though it's online um and yeah that that was a real highlight oh that's amazing and um, on your website on the wave website i saw a quote about wave cafe that i just want to read out it said before this, I didn't know anyone with a learning disability. At first, I felt nervous and maybe even uncomfortable. I was worried about how I was going to talk to people, but actually, after a while, I felt very at ease. That really, like, that really struck a chord with me. I think that, I think that would ring true to a lot of people about individuals with additional needs attending Wave Cafe or church or just being with them. Because yeah. yeah, I think I think that really would ring true. Yes. Yes. And. It's all what's interesting is that that anxiety about mixing doesn't just come from the people without learning disabilities, it also comes from the people with learning disabilities and their family members because they have experienced rejection many times. And so you protect yourself from that and probably avoid places where you feel people are going to look at you in a funny way or avoid you. Um, and so that anxiety is there on both sides often. And it's wonderful to see that dissipating. It, for some people, it takes weeks or months for them to, to show that sense of, actually, this is all right, I'm quite relaxed. For others, I, I see it happening in an evening. Um, and so, it, yeah, it, it, is, it is a simple solution to what has been an intractable problem for centuries just bringing people together in a space that is comfortable where it's easy to be with each other because there is something that you are focusing on that makes it easy for you to be alongside each other and to have fun together yeah yeah I mean I was just I was just thinking when you were talking um me and my friends last year we didn't do it this year did a like a wreath making workshop around mm. christmas like a florist came and did it at her house yeah. um and i was just thinking actually that's something you could really easily do that because yeah. it's quite it's quite accessible to a lot of abilities yeah. and you've got a topic to talk about yeah. you've not got to be clutching at straws like thinking oh i don't know how to talk to you you don't know how yeah. to talk to me yeah. you can just talk about flowers you can talk exactly. about nature you can talk about what's in front of you exactly exactly and it it's it just removes that sense of oh my you know sitting face to face with someone thinking i have nothing in common with this person i know what no idea what to say when you're wreath making and that's something that wave cafe has done when you're doing something like that you're focused on the activity and you're probably all equally good or bad depending on if you're doing something creative you know who's to say oh yes that piece of art is far better than this piece of art. 
art is art and yeah so it works yeah yeah it's quite it's a, it's a good leveler actually isn't it that yeah. kind of thing yeah I hadn't that's yeah I hadn't thought about that um so as like me as disability advisor I obviously um I'm aiming to equip local churches the best I can um what talk to me about what you've learned through wave what wave does that would be translatable to local church settings what can people that are listening what can they they can take to their own um setting um it's interesting because i've been thinking about that this week a lot um and i think people automatically think right what is it that we need to put in place to do this in the way that with um, physical disability, people automatically think about ramps or hearing loops or what. Actually, with including people with learning disabilities, my genuine sense is that it's about getting to know the people. It's about making friends and then you work with those friends to make it easy for those friends to participate but actually it's the friendship that is more important than the ability to necessarily participate in every single part of the service. If you're sitting alongside a friend in a service, it's, you know, that friend can help you when you hit a place where actually I don't understand what's being said or I've lost my place in what we're supposed to do. You know, it, it's making those personal connections that is the priority. Um, and then what those personal connections also allows you to build a team a mixed mixed abilities team are what I realize is at the core of what we try to do if you have people with learning disabilities working with you then they're telling you what they need you don't have to work it out you know you know we thought we knew what we were doing um in certain areas and then you know one of our members will will just say oh no i don't like that <laughs> okay then <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of honesty <laughs> uh, there's no pretense um you know people will sit and yawn if we're doing stuff that really is not engaging so you pretty quickly start to pick up on what works and what doesn't work yeah but, like yeah sorry it's, it's like you said earlier we we don't need to be the experts exactly. create that friendship create that relationship and, and they're the experts bring them alongside and work together exactly exactly yeah amazing yeah. um oh we're at the end i'm so sad i've had such a lovely <laughs> conversation <laughs> um to end the episode i like to ask everyone the same question um so i'm going to pose it to you as well why is it everyone's responsibility to be aware and to include well as christians we know that jesus spent more of his time with the marginalized than he did with the righteous and i i think that we benefit we all benefit when we spend time with people who are different to us otherwise you end up it's a slippery slope of being in safe and comfortable places of uniformity. Um, and if the church is just filled with people like us, we have less opportunities 
to grow in the fruit of the spirit. We have less opportunities to grow in our patience and our kindness and our gentleness and our humility. Um, and so it's in everyone's benefit to involve and include people who are different to us. Um, and uh, sorry, just coming back to the question you, you raised before about what can churches do. There is one thing actually that I, if there's one thing to take away, I, I would say it's quite often that sermons are based around three points. And I think the main difference in the way that we do Wade Church is that we only ever have one point, but we present that point in as many different ways as possible. So that depending on how people um, engage or understand, hopefully there's some way, either in the games that we play, in the art that we do, in the craft that we do, in the discussion that we have around that one point, that will allow it to, to, to be um, understood or experienced by everyone in the room. So yeah, that's one practical tip. <laughs> mm, no, that's a very valuable practical nugget. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Bernice. I've loved chatting to you today. Um, uh, thank you for being patient <laughs> with calendars and diaries and all that sort of stuff. And the yeah. internet. <laughs> yes, and the internet, yeah. Um, and listeners, I hope you uh, learned things. I will pop um, information in the bio to see more about WAVE and learn more if you'd like to. Um, so yeah, I will say goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Disability in the Church podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, then you can head to the Diocese of Leicester website and search Disability Resources for Churches. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us next time. Bye.